here. Um, how old are you for the record? 38. 38. Cool. I'm 35, so <laughs> same, same, you know. Um, first question is, who are you and how would you describe yourself? Uh, my name is Mindy Ashling. Uh, I guess professionally my title is Community Relations Coordinator for Downtown Bend. I would describe myself as passionate, vulnerable, excited. Where do you, what's a brief history, where do you come from, and how'd you end up uh, here in Bend? So, I am originally from Southern California. <laughs> I grew up in a little town called Ojai, right outside of Santa Barbara. And uh, then I kind of floated around a bit. I lived in Maui for a couple years. Uh, went back kind of to Southern California and San Diego for a little bit. I ended up in Bellingham, Washington, which I loved, and I was there for a really, really long time. And then um, I got engaged, and my fiancé got a job on the Olympic Peninsula. He's a chemistry teacher. So we went and lived out there for a few years. And like I told you, we came here. We loved it. And I really wanted, I have a son who, um, he's a freshman in high school right now, but he was going into junior high, and I wanted to leave Port Angeles before that happened. It was like that little, you know, area between elementary and, and high school years when it's like safe to move a kid, <laughs> or at least that's my story about it. So, um, so we relocated and, you know, we've been in Bend now for three years. I don't see myself ever leaving Bend. I love Bend. I love the Pacific Northwest in general. The culture is great here, um, but it's certainly nice to be on this side of the mountains and experiencing some more sun. <laughs> So I, I would love to, you know, put my roots down and stay in Bend. Cool. What motivates you? Uh, like what gets under your skin and what gets you out of bed and what, I don't know, what's the fire? That's an interesting question because I noticed that like my natural state of being is excitement. Like I wake up excited and when there's the times in my life that that's not happening, it's like a red flag. It's like, Hey, wait a second. Like why, what's, what's not an alignment in my life. And I would say that I'm excited about everything. You know, the, my cup of coffee in the morning, I like to get my coffee. I like go stand on my porch for a couple minutes in my pajamas in the morning. And, um, I love the work that I do, all the work that I do. Um, I, even though I don't have a huge friend community here in Bend yet, uh, I love people. I love doing things. Like, there's very few things that I dread. And I think, you know, the, uh, there was a time in my life when that wasn't the case. So maybe part of it is that I make wiser choices that are more in alignment with my values and choose jobs and people and places that are in alignment with my values. And part of it is that I've gotten better at seeing the gifts quicker, right? I don't know if you know that quote. It's something like... Um, Somebody once gave me a, a box of darkness and it took me a long time to realize that that too was a gift, right? Like, and I love that theory, right? That everything's okay. And it's, if I don't think it's okay, then it's my job to, you know, keep looking around to find out like why this came into my life. So I think that helps me get over these situations that might be negative or dreadful, right? Is looking at it that way. 
and not like we talked about earlier in like this oh painted cloud type of way but really like why is this in my life how can this transform me even if it's something that I didn't want I didn't expect where does that come from where does that compulsion um, to dig in and learn come from do you think you know I would say that I've always been a seeker like I was born a seeker it's just part of who I am uh, and then I didn't have a great childhood and I actually didn't have a great first marriage like my beginning part on my own was like rough and I remember just thinking like there's got to be a better way like this can't be it like are you kidding me like everybody's just living this life of feeling like isolated and like hardship and punch the clock and like oh, go to sleep wake up but like this can't be it like no and so I just really started searching for what was the bigger story out there right because I mean that seemed like I mean it sounds worse than than I mean it but like that just seemed like a shitty way to spend the rest of my existence so if there wasn't something else like I was like, go all the way or bust, right? Like, I have to find this something else. So I spent just time, I mean, everything. Like, I tried churches. I lived in an ashram in India for a summer. You know, I went to psychics. I went, like, I just tried to expose myself to anybody who said they had the answer. And then I just kind of came away from all those bits and pieces with, you know, my own way of being. Seems like you're better for it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I would say I still have a lot of questions, but not not like back then, right? Like, I, I feel more at peace. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> you have to tell me your secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does community mean to you? And maybe not, um, sometimes when I ask that, people offer me, like, different definitions of the word, but, like, what does it actually mean to you? How is community important in your life, and why do you contribute to it? I feel like, um, like when you asked that question, the first thing that came to my mind was something like community, something I have to be grateful for. Right. And the reason why is like, I find a lot of joy in being in service to others. Um, so like having, being a mom and a wife, like, I love cooking and cleaning and paying the bills. Like, all that boring stuff has become kind of like this gift of, like, oh, I get to, you know, like, I don't know how to describe it. Let me think about this more. I know it's service-based, and I know that that feeling I have for myself or my my family, it's the same feeling I have in community. It's something about, like, oh, oh I know what it is. It's you allow me to show up. Like, what a huge gift. Like, if you weren't there, who would be witnessing this? Like, without you or you or you, what am I, right? I'm not witnessed at all. I can't be heard. I can't be seen. Like, whew, tremendous gratitude, right? That's what I think community means to me. That's powerful, statement. So, uh, what 
what's going on with the people that, that seem to totally disagree with that? What's going on with the people that are really out for themselves and seem to be consumed by uh, is it greed? I, I, you know, varying how many friends you can accumulate, how much money you can accumulate, how many cars, how many experiences, how many times you can insert this cool thing that you've done. Like what? Like to me, it seems what you just said is like. Um, wise but also a very basic truth and you know like mm-hmm. it really resonates with me and yeah what how how, do, how does that get missed and I think um, it's funny that you asked that question because I, in coaching I have clients come to me all the time and it's like what's your goal oh I want to make a lot of money I want to make six figures working two days a week you know sure. and it's like okay, but what do you really want, right? And that's kind of what you're asking. Like when people are chasing all these things, whether it's so many likes, so many friends, so much money, I don't think that's, I think that's a strategy, not a need, right? And I think that the part that's missing, I would say is vulnerability, right? Because if you can just focus out here on the strategies and be like, oh, yeah, well, I make good money and my business is really successful, that's happening all out here, right? Mm-hmm. If, if I have to go and open myself up and say, I need you here to witness me, and if you're not here, I don't feel like I can show up, like, that's, I, that's vulnerable, right? And so I think we live in a culture where it's like, oh, buy this pill for to do this and take this course, you know, seven secrets to your six figure life and take it. And it's all these solutions so that you don't ever have to be vulnerable. You don't ever have to really, you know, open yourself up, connect with people. And it's like, great, I'll do that. Because people, I think they're missing the recipe that a meaningful life is created from hardship, sadness, struggle, joy, bliss, like the whole range of human experiences. But people think that they just want a happy life, which is like, oh, I'll just not feel those things, right? I'll just take the pill, I'll take the course, I'll do this. And I don't know if this is true or not, but that's the answer like that came to me when you said that is like, they're just trying to get the same things that I am, but they're taking a different path to it. I don't think it's the right path. I don't think it's going to work. But that's my opinion, right? Uh, Who knows? Maybe it will work for some of those people. I don't think so because I just don't think that's the way. I think as humans, what we really want is connection. We want to be seen. We want to be able to reveal ourselves like it's base level. What's uh, one's responsibility then in in the fight against... um, social injustice as a as a umbrella for all of the things, right? Different kinds of um, different kinds of judgment and hate. Um, I mean that's a big answer, right? I would say first and foremost it's how I act to those people around me. Sometimes I witness people or I hear stories of people who, you know, they might be adopting a child in Africa and protesting on the street about this, but they go home and they, you know, are condescending to their children or they yell at their wife or 
they yell the people bag in their groceries or, and it's like, wait, like the way to change the world, in my opinion, is for me to be nice to every living thing right here and then right here and then right. And if I got this great, then I can go do big stuff on the street and I can go do big stuff in other countries. But if I don't have this first, like this is the most important, um, you know, kind of talking about like red flags, like that's, those kind of things are red flags for me. Like if I notice myself getting annoyed by the traffic or if I notice myself getting mad at the person bagging my groceries, it's like, oh, like red flag, that's my wellness that's not doing good right now, right? That's a sign. And then I have to do whatever it takes to like get that right, to be nice to these people. And that might mean that I can't be a thousand places, that I can't be calling my senators and on the street and because I need more self-care so I can be nice to these people. So I would say I believe the most important is right here. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And if you have the energy and the wellness to do advocating for what you're passionate about in the big realm of things, do it. Absolutely. But never at a cost to yourself or those around you. What do you wish for the future? Personally or? Well, yeah, it's a, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm not asking about like, the world? if you want to live on Mars or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like what, personally and, and in your lifetime and like how, yeah. I, I don't think this is going to answer your question or this is an aside, but I am so passionate about the future, like technology I'm an NPR listener too, right? And I was just listening to this podcast about like just the moral implications of like AI and technology and, you know, just thinking about the fact that we could lose like 40% of our jobs to, you know, computers. And that means that as a people, we'd have to find value other in what then in what we do, which is where we base all our value right now. Like that could be a complete collapse or a revolution. Like we're in such a fascinating time right now. I think, I think that our, our growth um, is about to, you know, hit that part of the curve where it's really steep <laughs> on the graph. And I honestly don't know what's going to happen. You know, some things, sometimes they have to fall apart before something else is born. That's just how it works, right? I mean, the universe works that way. Everything it moves, it changes form, it falls apart and totally becomes destructed and then it bursts out something else. Maybe that will happen, maybe not. Maybe people will learn. I mean, I certainly hope that it's the easy route. Of course, everybody does, right? So on a big scope, I hope that people learn to love more and accept more and tolerate more, right? All those things would be great. Care for the planet, care for each other. I also think it's actually okay if it has to all fall apart and that that doesn't mean that was the end of it. I would say personally, um, like I said before, I, I would love to be a part of this community and be a part of the story of the culture change here. I would also love to grow more plants and have more animals and <laughs> drink more tea and, you know, watch snowfall and all those wonderful things too. I mean, as many moments as I can grab, 
Um, that's, um, I don't know, I guess it, uh, an important part of my story that I'll mention is uh, right before I moved here, maybe six months before I moved here, uh, I was in a head-on car collision where I was actually like airlifted, spent three months in a hospital room. But that experience, finding the gift in something that you definitely didn't want to happen, um, it gave me this ability to appreciate small things in a way that I never had before. So I hope I have a lot of moments of small things, I guess. Do you have any parting words? That's all my question. So I'd like to leave it open and give people a chance to put a closer out there. Hmm. I don't know, I guess talking about big things, um, I know I said this before, but I just say again, like we're all so much more the same than we are different. Like that would be, that's the one thing I try to tell people whether I'm like on Facebook in their comments or, you know, we just had this women's march and people are like, that's horrible, that's wonderful, right? And People are so vastly opinionated right now with everything, which is great, this passion, and it's better to be passionate than apathetic. But sometimes I think people forget, like, we're all the same tribe. Like, <laughs> me, who, you know, will stand at the top of, you know, my lungs and on my soapbox to fight for, you know, rights for people, and the person opposite of me, you know, shouting the exact opposite things. Ultimately, we're both the same species. We're the same tribe. We're both human. And I think that gets forgotten a lot. Cool. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you.